Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. On my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel. This looks kind of weird. This looks kind of weird. We'll explain that in a second, but today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Winter Burn, which we are quite familiar with being from Canada, and they have a new album called <laughs> Ivory Towers, which is released on December 10th. Right now, I'm being joined by Nasser to share some more information about this stellar release. So, Nasser, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's the f- most French way to pr- pronounce my name, but um, I'm assuming you're a Quebecois. Are you a Quebecois? No, I'm not. <laughs> Nas- Nasser. 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 Yeah. I am so sorry, sir. I've been just saying your name. Me, just, just, just call me Nas, dude. All right. <laughs> Make sure life in my life is. <laughs> there we go. Nas. We're going to chat yeah. with Nas about dog towns and ivory towers and how the desert has winter burn. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do get pretty cold winters here and there. Cold relatively to where we live, but yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, well, take us through this album, Ivory Towers. What's this album about? So, um, it's a lot of mixed topics on the record. Um, the title track is what I named the album after, Ivory Towers, and kind of is a very author biographical like growing up in a region which has been engulfed with wars and stuff like that so um you know i i grew up with well i was born around the time of the first gulf war i was a kid during the second gulf war and i was a teen during the third gulf war so you know watching all those atrocities and all of the stuff that was happening then that kind of inspired me to write a tune about you know um it, it, the whole pr- premise of it was that you know, you have these warlords or dictators and tyrants sitting in their ivory towers, basically, to, you know, fighting their wars at the expense of innocent civilians. And what sort of inspired me to sort of pick up the guitar and riff it out was I actually was watching the Syrian civil war on TV. I'm, I try not to get very political with music, but <laughs> it was good. <laughs> but really? I couldn't help it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the next, uh, I don't want to be like... It's, it's actually one of the reasons why I formed the band Winterberg because it used to be my solo band. So all the guys in the band were my members of my solo band. And the reason why was because I was like, well, I might have certain views that might be slightly controversial and I don't want people to associate that with the music. Right. So let's just, you know, disassociate, sort of to a certain extent, disassociate myself from the band. But yeah, so that it was inspired by all these wars in the Middle East, even though like Dubai or Qatar, uh, my hometown might be a few hundred miles away from all of this stuff or, you know, a thousand miles away. But um, we are impacted by it. We do watch the news. And, you know, I mean, we have the probably the biggest American base, military base outside of the States in my hometown. You know what I mean? So they launched the second Gulf War from here. And I've actually performed there when I was uh, in my early twenties. So, so like we we've got, we've got like sort of a, um, what's the term I was going to use? Well, we're sort of directly impacted by it. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so that was that was what influenced Ivory Towers. And if you look at the artwork of the record, you see like an owl monarch. Now, don't ask me how I came up with the concept. It was winter, Colorado. I was getting up to no good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and um, and basically, I just thought, uh, you know, I love owls, the mysticism of owls, and uh, it's sort of been like the band's mascot. And I just thought an evil owl monarch with people gro- groveling at his feet in his, you know, sitting on his throne. 
And so, yeah, that's sort of, I sent the guy a paragraph and he sent me that artwork and it was sort of inspired by that. But yeah, but the record, the music on it is just, it's different stuff. So like Cinder Swing is like the decadence of the Hollywood lifestyle and, you know, how fame could just quickly lead to your downfall because of, you know, leeches and hangers on. And then Dogtown is about, you know, it's like me paying an homage to Venice and Santa Monica. Um, you know, I, I actually wrote that because I was, I was going through a really rough time in my life. And I flew out there with my, my wife and, uh, you know, I was just reflecting on how happy and liberated and free I felt then, even with all the crackheads and homeless guys <laughs> and crazy stuff that you see in, on the vast boardwalk. But it's one of my favorite places in the world. So, yeah, so, so the songs are different. Some of them are introspective. Some of them are, the majority of them are introspective. But then, like, Ivory Towers is about war and, you know, it varies from song to song. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I kind of I kind of rambled there, but you know it's okay. It, it makes my job. I'm kind of nervous. It's okay. <laughs> it, it makes my job easier because I have fewer questions to ask when you just you know ramble. But um, you know, since you want to, I guess stop. We can we can chat a bit about what you were going on there with you know. It's funny seeing Hollywood, for, I guess, from different perspectives because coming from Canada, go down to Hollywood and it's just like, whoa! I don't like this place. I want to go home. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, what is going yeah. on here? Uh, take me to yeah. the beach that's supposed to be over here or something, you know? Um, I feel you. <laughs> I hear you, man. I mean, like when, 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 I mean, I love LA, but there's a, there's a very crap. I don't, I don't want to swear. I don't know if your son can hear me, but um, there's a shitty side to LA, man. Um, there's a very fake side to LA, especially the whole celebrity scene. And I've, I've been in a couple of instances where I was like, super uncomfortable and i was like this is not what i'm about you know what i mean i love i love i love southern california because of the landscape the weather my friends some of my best friends live there they're like family to me and i spent a lot of time there my wife and i um prior to having our son and even afterwards and um yeah so like so center swing was sort of inspired by that by like seeing the the darker side of hollywood and and i'd seen I'd seen stuff like, and you hear stories and friends of mine who hang out with celebrities about the drugs and the decadence that happens behind closed doors. So it's, and it, it, it's, you know, I, I remember my wife and I stayed in the Hollywood Hills once and like right next door, it was just 24 seven partying in one of these celebrity houses. And I was like, what kind of life is that, man? You know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a place where people want to go and play and have a good time, but it, it's, kind of gets overwhelming after a while and then you hear about young guys like mac miller guys in his 20s from a heroin overdose and you hear so many of these stories suicides you know people strung out and it's like you know it's not a surprise really yeah that's kind of senior end well to kind of parallel that back to uh growing up uh you know with the military base launching uh attacks and wars and things what kind of toll does that take mentally how does how did your hometown deal with that? Is it just a way of life? You accept it? I mean, people are sort of not. Uh, look, where I live, people are really privileged. I mean, I grew up in a privileged background. You know, um, my dad was a self-made person, so you know, like, so we we were taught a lot of values, and he instilled that stuff in us. But you know, out here, I think people are really apathetic to that. It's a very money-driven scene. It's like that in the Arabian Gulf states. People are more concerned about making a buck 
making a killing and they're not really a lot of them are very pro this stuff so um there there's been dissent obviously um which is why saudi uh endured a lot of terrorism for a long time because basically these radicals were anti having american presence in the country that's how it all that's where it stemmed from and um so yeah so like obviously there is dissent but you know we we live in in states where you know um it, it's it's people are really pro like the rule of law and you don't hear a lot of that stuff out in the open you know except in extreme cases like in saudi but yeah i mean obviously the wars do affect you to a certain extent for me for us we have a complete different perspective from guys in the states like i have a lot of friends who are i have friends in the us military and you know like they're not very popular in the middle east even with extremely liberal middle easterners you know they they they're very anti us military so um i mean even when we'd see troops around in my hometown there would always be like this negative sentiment like people would look at them you know not in a very positive way um my dad was an ex military guy so for me i have a lot of respect for military people because you know again it's they're not responsible for the foreign policy decisions of their governments so i can understand when i meet a young guy who's been deployed somewhere and he's had to do stuff i'm not saying that there are no bad troops we've seen the horrors of what happened in iraq there's like uh, like a lot of uh, war there were a lot of war crimes committed there but um but yeah so i'm i'm sort of i'm sort of a centrist man like i'm very critical of certain things and then i can understand and sympathize with certain things cuz like like i said i have friends who whose families are they've got veteran veterans in their families you know what i mean guys who had people fighting the vietnam war or the korean war world war so i i i look at things from a different perspective and i'm always very respectful but i am critical when when shit hits like the, <laughs> when shit hits the fan like when when things go bad i i don't i voice my opinion and and i do that a lot on twitter and you know i'm kind of a polarizing person again that's why i formed winterburn because i was like yeah i don't want to push people or push people's buttons and then it impacts the music but i should also take advice from someone like james hatfield who said you should be as apolitical as you can be in the public eye cuz you don't want to turn people away from your music just because you shared an opinion that they don't like mm-hmm. you don't want to be ted nugent <laughs> yeah I love, I love the nuge man but some of his views are crazy you know <laughs> a little bit a little bit yeah yeah cool another track you wanted to chat about today or at least has a music video that at time of recording isn't released yet it's going to premiere in 2 days at time of recording at time of airing the music video will be available it's called dogtown it looks like it's mexican themed and there's also a recording studio with a lightsaber so maybe that's a light just a light okay that's a light it, it looks like a lightsaber but that's a type of lighting that we use to get the, the shots okay nice shots in yeah very cool but yeah yeah but yeah it's it's not it's interesting that you you picked up on the dia de los muertos like weed head mm-hmm. uh, design so yeah so that was that was i guess that's also me like um i'm a big like uh, i love mexican culture I, uh, my my best friends in the states are mexicans yeah i was like my, so so my my best friends in, in in the states are mexicans my son was born in a mexican household funnily enough so we have him in the family too mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, so, like, I've always been fascinated by that, and, I, you know, that's why I kind of put that Mexican weed. And if you, like, pay attention to the actual artwork, because that's, that's from the artwork of Dogtown. There's two little skeletons there, I see and they're wearing suicidal... They're wearing Mike Muir suicidal tendency style bandanas. <laughs> that was me kind of paying tribute to those cats because they're also from Venice. So, yeah. uh-huh. But yeah, the music music video is me and Thomas Pridgen basically performing the song at a studio. So that's what you get to see. Okay. And it will be out in, on the 22nd of October. So yes, two, three, two days from now. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. We chatted about Dogtown. We chatted about Ivory Towers, the track, and the album, and how the track led to the naming of the album. We chatted about this artwork. Now, it also looks like it is actual artwork. Like, the guy drew it. Are you familiar yeah. with how he did it? Yeah. Um, so, the actual album artwork was done by David Paul Seymour. David um, is, like, all over the place he's done so many different bands beer companies skating uh brands as well um and actually that's how i how i found him he used to do uh artwork for uh decks for um i think they were called blood wizard which was jerry gurney and a bunch of skaters uh pro skaters and i fell in love with his artwork and so i contacted him and then we kind of hit it off and yeah he actually hand-painted the album artwork so there's an actual canvas uh, painting in the states uh, of it um whereas the second one i think um it's a guy called julian that i that does it for me and i think it's hand painted it's it's, it's hand drawn it's not hand painted i think he colors it digitally but yeah the concepts are like mostly mine like it's always been me like sketching stuff because i used to illustrate back in the day as well so i draw stuff out and i send it to them and i'm like can you get me something like this and sort of give them direction? But yeah, I'm really into the artwork, man, because I'm, I'm a guy who still buys records. In fact, I have, I have my record right here. I'll show you a copy. Sorry, I'm bending over just to pick it up. But I mean, this is the actual CD and everyone was like, don't get CDs made, man. And like, they were like, you know, um, who's going to buy them? And I said, well, we'll do a limited release of them and people can order them online. And that's the owl mystical owl thing. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole thing with it is that, um, the whole idea is that I'm into records. I'm into vinyl and I still buy physical LPs. And I was like, yeah, the artwork and, and the packaging means a lot to me. That's why I buy it. You know, I I own a lot of stuff digitally and electronic uh, and physically as well. So I, I have the actual Van Halen LPs, but I've also got them digitally. And the reason why is it's just convenient. But, um, but yeah, so like, um, art is a big deal for me. The packaging, um, you know, t-shirts, all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't have that as a record label. Is the album being produced, printed, released, distributed through a record label or no? It's through me, man. I'm the record label. <laughs> All right, Nas, the record label, baby. Well, well, we, 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 my, my producer um, has got his own label called Shredder, Shredder's Planet Records, which is a new label, and that's where the, he owns the studio where we're. Well, the record. So the record was recorded in two countries. It was done in Cali at Skyline Studios in El Cerrito in California, 
uh, that's where Thomas leave his tracks, and I leave my tracks at Shredder, Shredder's, uh, Shredder's Planet Records, um, their studios. And um, so we said we put it under his label name, but I funded the entire thing from my pocket. Wow. Which is, which is hard as hell, you know, tough yeah. as hell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of, it's a lot going into a record. That's also another reason why I, I thought I'd make physical LPs because I was like, we put so much into a record. It's unfair that it just gets relegated to a streaming software. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's cats out there that want to buy the actual album. So why not have that, you know, option available? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like then you could partner with a label if you want to, which is I'd love to. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean we we want to we want to shop for a label once they. I mean, we're just you know the bands. This is our first record, so the idea was let's get this out, let's you know promote it, play behind it, and hopefully uh, land a deal somewhere down the line. Cool. What I'll do is I've got my rainbow pad. Here, I'll write down Winterburn, and uh, I can copy a record label that I know that you might find interest in chatting with and add that to your list of options. I'd appreciate that, man. Exactly. I'd be very grateful. Yeah. Thank well, you. You're welcome. I'll let them know that your name is just, just Nas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why I changed the band name was that, because people had a tough time pronouncing my name and my surname. And I was like, can you imagine touring in England and some like English guys like, what is that? Nas, 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 And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Let's yeah. just name it a bad name. Let's get a neutral name. And Winterburn is actually a name of a, of a track on my previous record. It was like the band's favorite song. Everyone loves playing it live. So we said, let's just name it Winterburn since we yeah. love that tune. Right. Yeah. Now, little did I know, coincidentally, there's a lot of English people with the surname Winterburn. So I was like, now that's funny. Yeah. Winterburn. That's not Winterburn. Winterburn. My name is, my, my name is David Winterburn. David Winterburn. <laughs> Fabulous. Baby. Well, thank you so much. It's lovely. <laughs> Well, Canadians can do a good English accent, man, a good British accent compared to Americans. They, well, we, they we kind have, of bottle. We have the queen on our money. That's true. That's true. You're still part of the Commonwealth. Yes. Well, well yeah. Well, you are. Yeah, it, You're part of her realm. Yeah, it's it's complicated. <laughs> we're no longer we're no longer the Dominion of Canada. No. Um, or maybe we. I don't know. It's complicated. <clears throat> Yeah. We have we have representatives of the crown. That is our governor general. The governor general is a representative of the crown uh, on Canadian soil. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, your amazing premier. Let's not go there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, uh, I voted for him. I love him. Um, oh, you do. Uh, our prime minister, our premier of Alberta, on the other hand, is a raging shithead and. Uh, <laughs> I'll also be vocal about that one as well. However, we just had a municipal election and Edmonton elected a East Indian liberal mayor and Calgary actually just elected a liberal East Indian female mayor. So we're coming for you. (laughs) Well, I'm half South Asian, so. All right. Perfect, baby. So, yeah, yeah, it's a crowning achievement um, on on a lot of levels, especially in a very – Alberta is conservative. Very, yeah. 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 I, I always thought, uh, cause I, my, when I was a teen, we had, I had a band and 
we had a singer from uh, from Calgary, Calgary Flames, the mm-hmm. hockey team. I remember that because he used to always wear their jerseys. Yeah, and I think I remember a player called Yelenas was or something like that was the name that he had on his jersey. But um, yeah, so like I I kind of picked up that vibe from him that it was ultra conservative sort of redneck. Yep. yep. <laughs> And then, the, Sorry. and then the other good news is that uh, the Oilers just beat the shit out of the Calgary Flames in the last hockey game they played at time of recording. So, I mean, it's all good things all around. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats. So I'm assuming the Oilers are from Edmonton? Yeah, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't follow hockey, but I, I, love, I, I, w- I would love to get into it, but I just... Never get the time. My my best friend's a big hockey guy, though. Okay, he's a San Jose Sharks oh, fan. Oh, so all right. Yeah. Okay, so we chatted about the album Ivory Towers out December tenth. Everywhere you consume music, in today's show notes, we have the band's website, thewinterburn.com. and that yep. concludes my questions. So great having you on, Nas. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. And just uh, about the website, it's just pending we're going to launch it in the next couple of weeks so okay for now i mean instagram and twitter is where you can get in touch with us directly and until that's online but it'll be online soon and we'll have a store and everything and the music will be out anyways right hopefully we just get it online straight after the singles up that's the eight okay cool (laughs) 